Hi, men. Welcome to the Nobleman Podcast. This podcast episode is part of our Nobleman Tailgate series. You know, some things just fit well together. Who, who doesn't love bacon and eggs? A perfect combination. Well, the Nobleman Tailgate messages are a great complement to our Nobleman Podcast. We love to mix it up for you guys. So today we're going to hear a challenging message from Pastor Don Coleman. Don's a founding pastor of East End Fellowship, but I love another title that he once had, Pastor at Large to the City of Richmond. Don truly does serve the church at Richmond and loves to invest in men. He spoke at two of our tailgates sharing a message about Jesus being our model for manhood. I think you'll be blessed and encouraged by his challenge as well as the invitation to meet with him on his porch. Maybe we'll have to record a podcast from his porch one day. Listen to this, guys. Uh, Don Coleman, when I first started Noble Warriors, we were in a meeting together, and he was listening to me talking about what I understood God was calling me to do. And he said, bro, we got to have a talk. (laughs) And so we have, at his invitation, I have sat on his porch, have sat with him, have been blessed by him, have been prayed for by him, have prayed with him, have served in ministry with Don, and just continue to be blessed by his heart for the nations, but specifically for men and for the city of Richmond. This is a man who loves the men of the city of Richmond and wants to see them understand who Christ is and how to live for him. And so many of you know Don Coleman. If you don't know him, you haven't heard him, you're up for a blessing. So come on up here, Brother Don, and bring a message from the Word. And uh, Stan's even sticking around to hear what you got to say, friend, it looks like. Hey, come on, would y'all give it up for Pastor Stan? Come on, give it up for Mike. And and uh, the pastor from here, where you at, my brother? I thought I saw him. Man, bro, that, you, just, you just prayed that minute. I said, man, Mike, you could have had him preach other than me, man. I mean, bro, you got some juice with you, baby. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Praise God. Th- this is my friend, Duke, in case anybody feel like they want to attack me or something afterwards. <laughs> I just want you to see my friend. This is my little friend who came with me, just in case, if anything go awry. That's right. Come on, man. Father God, we praise you. We thank you for your presence here. Again, I I do. I honor Pastor Stan. I want to go on tour with him. Just let him preach first. The people get what they need, and then I can come up here and just be crazy. But Father, we do. We receive that word. Just as the pastor prayed right at the beginning, I agree. We are not here for just foolishness. We are here to be transformed. Thank you for that word, God. Let us have a heart like David. Our world is in desperate need of it. And so we believe today. We believe today. Thank you for this amazing team of noble warriors and, uh, God, you got to give them some grace. They're going to do a bunch of these back to back to back. Holy Ghost, please be with them. But we believe tonight you've already, we've already heard enough word. This is, this is our challenge here, specifically in this nation. Right there, we heard enough word to change the world. Our issue is application. Will we be doers of the word and not hearers only? So, Lord, I just bow before you because I'm, I'm just going to flow on what's already happening. Stan made it clear 
no matter what your status in life right now, we have a merciful God. We have a merciful God. He just needs you to have a humble heart, and he'll do the rest. So, Lord, I just surrender to you now. Use these next moments. Christ's name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is good to be with you guys. It's always good to be with Noble Warriors. Um, it is. It's good to be. Now, you know, I need to hurry up and start talking before I disappear. You know what I'm talking about? You know, once it get dark, you'll be like, what? Where the speaker at? What happened, what happened to the speaker? The speaker? Where, where the brother at? Jesus. Man, we having a, a divine encounter. I can't even see who's talking. Glory to God. This is the move of God. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. God is talking to us. Hallelujah. Hey, Stan, they laughed at my joke. See, man, come on, bro. You gotta bring, you gotta, you, gotta, you, know, you gotta bring them jokes up, baby. You gotta bring them jokes up, bro. They laughed at my jokes. Praise God. <laughs> oh man, but um, from an integrity perspective, you know the Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. And I, I thanks, Stan. I mean, really, bro. I mean, he wasn't making it up. I mean, I knew him when he first got here, and I'm honored that he came to Richmond and what. God has done through him. And he still treat me like he know me. That's awesome, man. You know, the brother could get up here like, I don't know that guy. But he didn't do that. So what I want to talk to you about very quickly, which that's going to be a miracle anyway, you should see the size of this clock. That's because of me. I know, I know, Mike. He said, I'm going to put a clock up there big enough. He can't say he didn't see what the time was. I mean, this thing is huge. I can't miss it. So, Mike, like, bro, we got to go. You already know you're going to disappear, the doc you get. So, you got to do what you got to do, baby. All right, so here we go. This is what I want to talk about. <clears throat> How to live as a man of God in these times. In these times. In these times. In these times. Just, just take for a moment, and you be honest with yourself. What do you think I'm talking about when I say these times? What, what, what do you think I'm talking about? These times. What, what are these times? What are these times? These times. A worldwide plague these times unprecedented racial foolishness mass shootings like I mean How to live as a man of God in these times. And, I, and what I want us to do is, is that's just, let's just face the fact. These are the times we're living in. And as the people of God, as men of God, it's happening on our watch, gentlemen. And at some point, we just need to live the message 
Pastor Stan just preached, or we just need to stop saying we're men of God. But I just want to read quickly to you from, from 2 Timothy because it's not as if God don't see these times. Know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. 2 Timothy 3.1, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, slanderers, unrestrained, fierce despisers of those who are good. Traitors and reckless, and it goes on to say, and it shall wax worse and worse. You see, part of what we need to recognize about these times is we, you know how many people, how many of you work a regular job? You just work a job. You go to work, or you might be working from home now, but whatever, but you have a job. Raise your hand. Okay, praise God. All right, so that's the deal. So you encounter, you don't, you're not at church all day, every day. Okay, you're around people who don't know God. You see, my friend, and so they're, they're confused. I'm not confused. I'm not, ooh, ooh, these perilous times. Oh, no, the Bible says this is what would happen, my friend. But he has equipped us to do, to be, to live, to model, to demonstrate something that would draw people to the Jesus of the Bible. I'm loving these perilous times. <laughs> you know Why? Because this is our opportunity to absolutely model <laughs> that the God we serve hung on a tree, they buried him, and he rose from the dead, and he's still alive right now, and he's living inside of you and me, and it's time for us to be those type of men of God. So as a man of God, we need to make sure our identity is secure in following this Jesus of the Bible. First, I'm just going the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 4 through 6 is so beautiful. I love it. How many of you love the Word of God? You just love the Word of God. If you don't, you need to, thank you, bro. I got one hand. Yeah, there you go. There you go, baby. Come on, man. If I said it was one of your football team or something, you'd be, oh, yeah, that's my team. Oh, you, better be, you better be on God's team, brother. Who love the Word of God? Come on now. Fake, fake it till you make it, baby. That's right. There you go. Good. John 19, verses 4 through 6. Pilate then went out again and said to them that this is about, you know, they about to throw down. You know, I'm going to give you the urban translation. They about to beat Jesus' hind parts. They about to beat him down. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you that you may know. Now watch this. I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and purple robe. They were mocking him, you see, my friend. And Pilate, again, Pilate is, you know, this dude is jacked up. But guess what he keeps saying? And Pilate said to them, behold 
the man. Gentlemen, let me tell you something. I know you know it, but I want to remind you tonight. The greatest example of manhood is the Lord Jesus Christ. Clap your hands right there. Don't you get it twisted? All right? And as a matter of fact, you need to tell somebody that. When somebody's acting like, you know, they all excited about some man that's, you know, get all jacked up anyway. But, you know, maybe they got big muscles. You know, so, oh, that's an awesome man. You just say, oh, excuse me, excuse me. No, have you, have you met Jesus Christ? What? Yeah, that's the greatest man that ever lived. He was all God and all man. And you guess what? He was the greatest man ever lived. He's still alive. You know what? Because he lives inside of me right now. You, you seem crazy. That is correct. <laughs> Even Jesus' enemies had to say, behold the man. Gentlemen, this is our time, friend. Our world is falling apart, and people are looking for who can they look to? Who can they find? We know who it is. Behold, the man is Jesus Christ. Therefore, when the chief priests and the officers, religious people, let me work you. The religious people, the reli watch out. Don't you be religious because you could be one of the ones killing Jesus. Therefore, when the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out saying, watch this, the religious people, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, now this is the dude who's, the, who's supposed to be the enemy of all this. Pilate says, you take him and crucify him. And then he says it again, for I find no fault in him. Gentlemen, the reason why we got to go all out for Jesus is because he's the perfect one. And our world is desperate to meet the perfect one. Stan broke it down. We're not the perfect one, but the perfect one lives inside of us. He has chosen to die, be buried, to rose again. And when we accept him, it says this, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old has passed away. All has become new. All is of God. Any moment, my friend, in just a moment, you can allow the Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory can come out of you and impact your workplace, impact your home, impact the marketplace, wherever you are, that Jesus can come out of you. In 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, the man, Christ Jesus, the man, Christ Jesus. I love what Stan brought out, and I want you to get it because God had put it on my heart too. Man, you know what? Don't panic if you jacked up. Don't panic. Just have a humble heart. You see, my friend, you know, I was telling Duke as we were driving over here. I mean, it's kind of hilarious, right? I drove all the way over here from the projects. That's where I live at, right by the projects. But that's where I grew up. I, I mean, the fact that I'm sitting out here talking to y'all makes me know there must be a Jesus. I mean, it's, I mean that's, I'm trying to help you see something, man. I mean, and then I know my life. I know the places that I've fallen short and all of that is still... I'm up here talking to y'all. Why? Our God is a merciful God, my friend. Don't make no excuses. Just have a humble heart, and he'll still use you. 
You see, I see part of the problem is we got to position ourselves to be used. You know, like you use toilet paper. See, you don't get impressed when God uses you because guess who's doing it? God is using you. And so I'm not impressed, you know, with myself. And especially, I love my wife, man. She is totally not impressed. You know, she don't, you know, they'll pass it on. Uh, could you get that bag of trash right there, bro? I mean, come on, man. So, so don't, don't freak out. But you want to live something. You want to live in a way that your life makes a difference. Today, I rolled out here and it blessed my heart. I mean, people treat me nice. But young man, Daniel rolled up on me. Daniel I knew Daniel when he was in college, and I would come to VCU and preach like a wild chicken eagle horse. And Daniel said, man, I appreciated that. Suppose I had been jacked up. He would have went to Mike tonight and said, you, why are you, why you bringing him? What's my point, friend? The Christ in you is ready to use you. The Christ in you is ready for you to make a difference because our world is desperate. But the man, the man is Jesus. He's the man. And if you want to be a man, you want to let that man live through you and in you. But that's a decision. That's my cry that tonight when we leave this place, my friend, some of you will go back home. Because when you left home, your wife was feeling like, what the, where the heck you going? You da, 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 da. And you walk back in that house and the glory of God be all over you. And she said, what happened to you? She going to say, man, I was hanging out with some men who know the man. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's why I'm sitting down. I ain't young like Stan, man. Stan was preaching, man. Brother said, can I get some help? Can I get some help? But Hebrews, look at this. Hebrews 13.8. I'm going to zoom on here because that clock is yelling right in my face. Look at this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Again, my topic, how to live as a man of God in these times. I was kind of being deceptive there. Because the reality is, my friend, these times ain't no different than whatever other time you've been living in. Why? Because we serve Jesus, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Message Bible uses this verse and says it this way. There should be a consistency that runs through us all, for Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he's always totally himself. My friend, today, as men of God, what we need to be modeling to a world who's shaking, who's trembling, who's concerned, who's confused, we need to be showing them how to stand on a rock of Jesus Christ. We need to be showing them, I'm not afraid, I'm not panicking, let me introduce you to the man. You see, being a man of God in these times is to be like Jesus. Oh, man, great day. I'm, I'm, I can preach. I just preach to myself. Let me say that again. Being a man of God in these times is to be like Jesus. And he's the same as he has always been. See, if something look dead, if Jesus going to come around, what's going to happen? It's going to resurrect. If something in your house is dead, if you get to living like Jesus wants you to live, he's going to resurrect what needs to be resurrected. You see, the times don't move him at all. The same should be for us. Why? 
because this Jesus lives inside of us. Follow Jesus and challenge others to follow you as you follow him. And that's my second, second and kind of closing point from Luke 9, 23 through 24. And he said to all, if anyone will come after me, are you after Jesus? Are you pursuing Jesus? Let him deny himself. Are you denying yourself like the lust of the flesh, the pride? Are you denying that stuff? Taking up your cross. Are you taking up your cross? Woo! Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. If you are a true follower of Jesus, he's expect, he has an expectancy that you will take up your cross. What is your cross? Your cross is standing against the foolishness in this culture. My friend today, come on now, somebody. My friend, you better, you better know. You better know that this culture is going further and further from God. And we, as the people of God, sitting around moaning and groaning, we need to be going in the direction where we are saying, follow me as I follow Christ. You, you know, when you roll up on somebody at work and they're talking about how bad it is, you should roll up in them and say, well, you know what? I know a savior. I know a king. Follow me as I follow Christ. Well, which way should I go? Follow me. And passing in Mark 1, 16 through 18, it says, passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew. He, Simon casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. I want to bring this home to us tonight. This is my, this is my assignment tonight. I need some more men who will follow Jesus with such intensity that they would then say to other men, follow me as I follow Christ. Today, when I saw the news about what happened in Indiana with, at, the, at the FedEx plant, it just hit me. Most of the mass shootings have been perpetrated by men. So we as men, we've got to recognize there are men around us broken, mental illness, all kind of craziness. At any moment, they can snap. But we got to be bold enough to be saying to men, follow me as I follow Christ. That's the way God has always ordained it. I appreciate Pastor Stan. I appreciate me being a pastor. But gentlemen, we are never going to get this done until every man of God is saying to another man, multiple men, follow me as I follow Christ. I appreciate you taking them to a church. I appreciate you bringing them to me like this. But at the end of the day, what we need is what Jesus always desired. Take up our cross, follow him, but then... We model what he modeled. We say to people like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I want to challenge you even tonight, some of you who are actually going into work on Monday or whatever, however you're going to encounter somebody that you know doesn't know Jesus or you know may be a marginal Christian, would you be bold enough and say to them, follow me 
as I follow Christ? Will you allow Jesus, if there's something in your life you know that you're kind of using that to hold you back from saying that, would you allow Jesus to clean that up in your life? Because you see, my friend, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 puts it real clear. Here is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commandments. For this is the entire duty of man. John 17, 3 says, this is life eternal to know God and Jesus Christ whom and, and Jesus Christ, his son, whom he has sent. This isn't complicated, friend. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you've got to go all out. You've got to be bold enough to tell people, follow me as I'll follow Christ. The only hope for this nation, the only hope for our world is that more and more people come to know Jesus Christ. And I think early in Pastor Stan's message, I remember a little story of a little girl. She was at home and her dad was watching the football game. And she was in the other room and she had a, she had a picture of, of, of the world, a globe. She had a picture of the globe. She brought it in there to her dad, and he was watching the game. And he, she said, Daddy, Daddy, I want, to, I want you, can you spend some time with me? He took the picture of the, of the globe of the world. He tore it up. He said, okay, baby, you put that, you put that back together, and I'm going to spend some time with you. She went out of the room, came back real quick. She had put it back together. He said, what? 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 God, okay. He said, how did you put that back together so fast? She said, well, on the other side was the picture of a man. I put the man back together, and I put the world back together. You see, my friend, as I said at the beginning, it's on our watch. Come on, preacher. It's on our watch. Men, it's on our watch. We don't have to wait. The Savior has come. Father, I thank you today. Yeah, come on quickly, young man, or I'm going to keep going quickly, quickly. <laughs> I'm teasing. Clap your hands for that young brother. He's done a good job, right? Father, we thank you now. It's on our watch. We own that. Jesus, you're the man, and you live inside of us. Let us commit to be able to say to other men, follow me as we follow Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. God bless. I told you you'd be blessed. Did you catch that reference? John 19.5 says, so Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Behold the man, guys. Jesus is indeed the man. He is our model for manhood. So check out the show notes for a link to Don's church website and other information that he shared. And listen, if you're blessed by this message and this podcast, would you share it with someone? Uh, it would also be a blessing to us if you would take time to give us a review and a rating, a generous five-star rating, honest, of course, on your podcast service. Thanks for joining us for the Nobleman Podcast.